0: What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off The Dome Radio. Hope everyone is having a great start to your Tuesday. And this is episode 62. We are more than halfway to 100. Kind of exciting. What? What? Uh, we kind of change up the order here. Uh, we start with our RLEs. Uh, we kind of recap the weekend, but that led us into our, our real-life experiences uh, for the show. So we, we dive deep into that. Then... Um, so I talk about uh, the seminar I went to called uh, Pillars of Manual Medicine. Get to learn um, from the, the top of the top in uh, neurodynamics, physical therapy, uh, things like that. So that is the space I, I work in. So that was really cool went with both the docs I work with. Uh, then talked about some current events. Uh, talk about big companies actually uh, caring and trying to increase the happiness levels of their employees. And then I finish uh, with some book talk, as we always do. And I resort back to Gary Vee, and we talk about keeping it real and letting your DNA dictate your passion. Uh, Tim, what, uh, what, do you, what kind of trails do you lead us down mm-hmm. this episode? Yeah, so for real-life
1: experience, I talk about the secret to winning with people. I talk about a simple concept that I read in an article, kind of how it came full circle with an account that I was working on in my job and a very deep conversation that I had with a prospect um, that I didn't expect would go down that deep because of this this concept of winning with people. And it really taught me something big in that regard. Uh, for my current event, McDonald's took a really huge risk with a strategy uh, and it paid off for them. They've had a huge spike in sales and we talk about this small change that they made with their burgers and the pushback they got from the rest of the people in the company and how it paid off in the end so we'll talk about that and then in the show with my book talk on emotional intelligence 2.0 I talk about a couple strategies uh, to increase social awareness and I throw down a challenge for you listeners um, to implement what I talk about here so I'm excited to get into it today uh, if you get a chance leave us a five-star review on iTunes let us know about it in our Instagram DMs and we will send you a laptop sticker and it's something you really don't want to miss out Oh, free we just sent Anthony Murdoch his it looks pretty fresh on that laptop um, and you can get yours too so without further ado have a great Tuesday kill it today have good deep conversations with your fellow employees other people you work with go beneath the service level we talk about that today so episode 62 enjoy And we're on. We on. We on. Uh, another great episode of Off the Dome Radio. Happy that I'm sitting here with you, episode 62, 62 episodes later. Oh, dude, I'm
0: ecstatic. Someone asked I me. I got to call myself down because I'm so pumped to <laughs> sit here next to you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm a little revved up. Wink, wink. Not just kidding. <laughs> dude, we're, 100 is going to creep up on us. A hundred, dude. We are
1: ha- more than halfway to 100 episodes. AJ Taylor, I saw him at the gym today. He oh, asked, dude, how's he doing? He's doing well. He AJ, asked, me, what up, brother? Yeah, he, he asked me what we're going to do for 100. He's like, dude, what are you guys going to do for 100? I'm like, dude, I don't know.
0: We got to do something. Yeah. Something kind of special. Could you imagine when we hit 1,000? Oh. All right, I need to think think micro right now, even though that's a macro thing. But mm-hmm. I need to think small. We need,
1: we need to hit 100. a good
0: 100. But. but yeah, we'll make an ex- excuse to do something big for 100. For sure, for Just sure. Just because. Triple digits, boy. Yeah, boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, dude, I want to talk about your weekend. My weekend. Saw you were – saw on the gram you were at a a conference. You want to tell us a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, so that was um, – that was called Pillars of Manual Medicine, hosted by – so we had Dr. Bob Newhaven on on the show Mm -hmm. uh, prior, and so he hosted it.
1: Oh, he was – oh, I didn't realize that was his. Yeah,
0: that's him. So he hosts – Big-time people in these big-time seminars, like, and it's, they're game changers. Like, we always talk about leveling up in your craft, whatever that is. You need to level up. If you want to play at the top, continuous education. Whatever you're doing, more, more learning, more practice. There's always things that you don't know yet. And if you want to be this person with, you know, let's start shallow with this nice car making all this money, you need to be better. You just need to be the best. Play at the top. Uh, and if you're not there, look at the people who are there, and what did they do? And so, but I mean, we go there to get better for our patients. So, I'm um, kind of jumping into my role, but we uh, start out with the RLE. Yeah, yeah, we can, we can, we, we can with do it. how. I mean, we are the boss. Mm-hmm. We can do what we want. Yeah. So, uh, w- what it is? People probably like manual medicine. What, what does that mean? So, we had there were four panelists that came. Uh, one, Michael uh, Shacklock, uh, he's a specialist in neurodynamics. So things that deal with uh, neuro stuff going on in your body, say for the easiest example, your uh, nerve um, on the inside part of your arm. Uh, if you have tightness there, yeah, you can have tension in nerves. And then you can glide the nerve back and forth um, to help kind of move it, get some motion through there. And then you can get relief so he showed a video of him with some students working on a cadaver where you do a certain motion they were doing uh median and uh even to the point where you put the arm in a certain state of of flexion and then extension in a certain order you tilt the head as well and then you extend the fingers and if you don't you get a lot less motion of that nerve and Mm. it showed through the shoulder that nerve moving so much more once you extend the fingers back. This might not make sense to a lot of people, but it's just that small of thing is a game changer. Or if someone has something else, maybe a radiculopathy or something um, of that nature where, okay, what's the thing behind the thing? Is it a nerve thing or can I do a quick exam and rule out that it's a nerve thing? Uh, is it a motor control problem or or stability stability motor control a muscular thing? Uh, there's another guy. So he was from Australia. There were two guys from Australia. The other guy, uh, Showalter, Walter, uh, he goes about it. It's called the Maitland approach that he learned from uh, in Australia. And what I took from him was more so how he interacted with his day one patients, a new patient intake. Uh, so uh, you know he he was another uh, doctor of physical therapy Uh, but uh, we heard everyone lecture on friday saturday and sunday um, is when you did the breakouts so there was uh, before you go you already decide which one you're signed up for for the weekend but everyone talks on friday morning afternoon lecture which was pretty cool uh warren hammer specialist in uh myofascial release uh fascial manipulation so uh what is that? You have you have fascia that kind of connects all muscle and connects everything together and if that gets tight, that gets uh overworked or you can strain that. Um my easiest example, say you have a knot of some sort. You just man, I feel this knot in my muscle. Okay, you need to work that out. But what we can also do, so in his case study example, there was a guy that he was sitting down with had low back pain. Okay. What's contributing to the low back pain, the thing behind the thing. You know, you can cup it. You can stretch it. You can massage it all day long. If you don't fix the the driver, if you don't stop poking the bear, it's still going to come back. And so he found history of other prior injuries whenever they took place. Doesn't matter how long ago, uh, even to an ankle sprain. You know, that's something I I ask people like, okay, I need your injury history. So this guy, ah, long time ago, you know, eight, ten years ago hurt my knee. Okay. Do you have any knee problems? No, not really. Anything ever drive your knee pain? I might feel it doing such and such. Okay, Mm. let's do that. And let's see how uh, ground up you're moving in that movement that you feel that nag in the knee because you're going to protect that knee somehow. We just need to find where you're going to protect it. Releasing uh, muscular tension uh, around the knee, above the chain, below the chain, releasing that relieved low back pain because uh, it was the thing behind the thing it was when he was squatting when he felt the knee a little bit so if he would still squat he had some compensation factor to work around the knee pain but still do the same activity and that drove his low back pain so
1: let let
0: me give you another wild one here Uh, we see a lot of divers um, because one of my docs is the US Olympic diving chiropractor and no big deal (laughs) right He, he was at rio in london kind of a stud and so we'll get divers with shoulder pain because when they go down they squat then you use your arms you swing your arms back the faster you swing the more force you get the higher you can go like you need you need that explosiveness if you have a poor squat if you don't get deep in your squat you have to swing your arms that much harder, that much faster to get where you need to go. You get shoulder pain. Okay, let's look at your squat. If you're squat, if you're not... I mean, look, I think you should be able to go below parallel. As a baby, do you stop right at parallel when you squat? No. You can put your ass to grass, right? I mean, nowadays you watch for butt wink. But for the sake of this, you know, if you're not getting even to parallel, you need to swing that much harder. If you can't get deep as you need to be you're eventually going to hurt something in your shoulder, your rotator cuff. You fix a squat, you don't have to swing your arms as hard. Fix a squat, you fix a shoulder pain. And then you look at, okay, what's inhibiting your squat? So let's keep going further. Is it a TFL problem? Is it a dorsiflexion problem? Is it a hip flexor problem? A lot of young trainers might say, oh, you don't have good hip flexion um, or you can't get lower in your squat I'm going right to hip flexors. I look at ground up. Maybe they don't have good dorsiflexion. They don't have good mobility in their ankle to do that yet. Maybe you fix that first. Maybe lack of mobility in the ankle is driving your eventual shoulder pain. A little different, but same type of systematic approach. The thing behind the thing. Mm -hmm. We don't don't use band-aids in our office. We want the thing that is driving it let's fix that. Yeah, I, li- so, I like that mindset. So like, you know, today uh, we were talking a bit off air. I will fix someone's everyday life activity that drives that pain. Um, you know, whether it's how, how you sit at the office and, and maybe there's something that you're not realizing or maybe how you drive and how you sit, uh, how you're walking. I look at gait all the time. Today, uh, someone like, ah, yeah, I feel this when when I do uh, this type of walking. All right, use a hallway. I'm going to watch you walk. I will walk with them and feel hips, so I, I see what I what I can feel and what's going on. Uh, sometimes it's it's a little more simpler. Sometimes it's not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if someone has, if I know muscularly what's going on, uh, I will tell someone, hey so that hurts when you lift your leg in and out of your car I'll do a few muscular tests I'll I'll test strength on some certain areas where they should have some Uh, if they say yeah it hurts here and here I probably already know what's gonna happen if you hold your leg up and I resist I'm gonna test certain muscles it's gonna go straight down but you're strong in everywhere else because you're not using this you haven't turned this part on so I told that person for the time being that leg you need to physically lift that leg with your hands And not muscle through it. Like I never want to tell someone to not do something that they like doing. It's not like she enjoys the shit out of getting in and out of her car. But for the sake of I need to fix the movement first. I need to fix the imbalance. Right now, if you don't do what I'm telling you to, it's going to hurt every time you get in and out of your car. We're poking the bear when we don't need to. Mm -hmm. How many people see you get in and out of your car and who's going to care if you lift a leg? Right. Like, oh, what's going on? I just... I got some pain, we're we're fixing through it. That's all you need to say. Who cares? But let's not poke the bear. So when I I had sciatica,
1: when I had to get in my car, I had to like sit butt first on the seat and then swing both of my legs over the side of the car. That's what she
0: told me she does. And I said, okay, that's fine. You're still going to do this. Yeah. Or you're not. Yeah. It depends. But that's where education drives compliance. Mm -hmm. I had to tell her why I needed her to do that. In order for her to actually do that Uh, so then there is so the myofascial um, and then the last one uh, Shirley Sarman one of the top physical therapists in in the nation Uh, she teaches at Washington University down in St. Louis Mm. and that's the one both my docs and I sat in on for the weekend and it was game-changing I mean she she healed based on movement she didn't use other modalities you know we utilize ART active release technique uh, we utilize cupping and Graston when we see fit. Everything is a tool in my eyes. It's all a tool. Uh, ketogenic diet, that's a tool. Paleo diet, that's a tool. Um, but learning from her, and it was cool because she is in her time. She's been doing this for 50 years. Uh, she has allowed, I think, under 20 chiropractors to sit in her seminars. And I should have put two. So it was pretty cool that like both my docs sat in as chiropractors. There were a couple others in the room too, which was fun to see. But at that point it's like it's gotta be a little mutual respect of like, hey, I need to know more of your world to help my world. So it's it's one of those. And it was cool. I was kinda like her her test dummy for a lot of things for the weekend. And she just kinda randomly poked me out and uh it it was just that that was kind of a, a treat to have some of the best eyes in the PT world uh, Examine me and take me through things and, and show us how she thought about things her her process on okay if this is going on What else is happening as a result? hmm and how she would assess and you know, she would look at other people in the room and you know, this one guy was having such and such problem and she would digress she goes hold on we're gonna wait on this lesson for just a second this is bothering me i need to digress on this which some people like some people didn't but to me i'm like okay we'll get to the other stuff i want to see how you're gonna think this through when you don't know when you're not sure what's going on how do you get there what are you looking at and what are you looking for it's like you yeah. i don't i don't care who you look at i just want to know how you think and so that was a big takeaway. And I, I need to study my notes. I need to go back through. But I mm-hmm. started some of that already at the start of the week and have been implementing the biggest hitters that still stick with me, like without going back and reviewing. And I, I just I feel so much smarter and, mm-hmm. and better in my craft.
1: And I can tell, man.
0: It, it's just I, I have a lot of confidence in my ability. Mm-hmm. I know I'm not like the best in the world, but my goal is is to be the go to person mm-hmm. for rehab and, and movement and nutrition coaching. Yeah.
1: And you're getting there because you're you're putting in that extra work outside of work to keep on training yourself and and learning and, and going to seminars like this and reading stuff. Yeah. Like it it doesn't it's not confined to when you're at work. I mean, you're you're learning valuable stuff on the go as you're working and mm-hmm. putting into practice, but like where you set where you're separating yourself as you're putting in that extra effort by going to conferences and yeah. it's good to see man. just yeah. watching you you said you feel so much smarter like just watching you evolve over the last year with where you were at last year oh my gosh year. Dude. it's so cool to see as someone who who talks to you on a, on a week-by-week basis yeah so.
0: i mean daily yeah and and it's you know it's one of those things like that continued education like i'm fortunate my boss helped pay for that but mm-hmm. it's still a lot of money to go do those things Be like, oh, I don't have this. Yeah, me either. Mm -hmm. But how much money do you have to go out and eat dinner? Go out and drink? I mean, look, I do those things too. Sometimes you got to give it up for a little bit if you want to do something else with it. Some months are tight. You know, but I know if I do it now, long term, I'm not going to worry about money. I'm going to forget the day that I get paid because it's another spit in the bucket. But... I have to lay the groundwork now. If I want to play at the top, mm-hmm. I have to learn from the top. Yeah, and so that—that's what I really loved. You know, we're we're blessed to be around the people that we know in the space and the people we were able to learn from, and 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 I don't take that for granted. That was that was a real treat and an honor to learn from those people. So, yeah, that was—it's uh, kind of my RLE weekend recap, and mm-hmm. you know, so a, that's a long weekend. That's a lot of traveling. Then we come back, and today was one of the most hectic days uh of the week back, and you, you say you didn't get a lot of sleep over the weekend either no yeah you know I, uh, the the bed i was on there was 99 <laughs> springs and uh those, ho- those hotel situations man hey it is what it is though you know it like, was worth it oh 100 like i might complain a little bit about a stiff back but i'm i shared a room with two chiropractors yeah my my one doc he he adjusted my lumbars and i was like a little motion through there we're good let's go get it yeah um was i tired today yeah i'm exhausted but man learning from creme de la creme like what else is there yeah Yeah, i didn't get to sleep until whenever i wanted we're up real early from friday through sunday up super early and then back to work on monday how good do you want to be welcome to the show yeah how good do you want to be Mm -hmm. you know and that's i i I like to think that most of the time i'm doing what i think it's gonna take i know sometimes i can be better but i like to think i'm on the right path and like it's it's something i get i understand it and i love doing it Mm -hmm. i'm here to be a healer man here to be a healer
1: making difference man true difference
0: Trying. And people's well being. Trying every day. I just want to give people their lives back. Very unique gift to the world, man. I want people to do what they want to do when they want to do it and not worry about doing it. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my super long spiel. No, quit thank you hog- for that. I'm going to quit hogging the mic. Oh, well, you're H- good. How was your weekend? And we'll was get good. into your ROE as well. You had a. Uh, you had a two-year uh, yeah. celebration, didn't you? Good
1: weekend, man. With uh, with old girl. Yeah, me and my girlfriend have been dating for two years. What's up? Uh, yeah, so what you know
0: about? Oh no,
1: it's like I mean, we live a long life, so yeah, two years in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's two years, but still, it's something to celebrate. So that's a happy two years, though, man. Yeah, yeah, no, it's been good, and it's kind of cool to see like how we've progressed over time, and I think what's what's been good for us is we've always. Had those tough conversations along the way of like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how are we going to improve? Like, it's not one of those things where we're just going through the motions and leaving yeah. things under the rug. Like, we, it's been good being able to really track our improvement as a couple and how yeah. we're going to help each other thrive in our our different environments. Cause it's, it's a challenge. I mean, when, when you live in different states, it's a challenge.
0: Yeah. And it's a challenge it, when you live it hasn't been five minutes un- away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been like 100% perfect all the time, like, like
0: most relationships. So, it's been good what uh do you have any certain aspect that jumps out to you where you've had the most growth where either i I, I guess it could have been the harder thing to grow in or and or one where it's like wow that is the most significant growth in Mm -hmm. this area of the relationship do you have any aspect to where it's like you really had to work through it and like okay like this is solid Like, we work through this. This is awesome right
1: now. Right. No, I think we've talked about on the show, you and I, before, Mm -hmm. giving someone, like, healthy critiques, not just telling them they're doing something wrong, but telling them why, why if you change this, it'll help our relationship.
0: Ooh. I think
1: communicating in that way has been the biggest thing. Because
0: a lot of people get the, you always do this, or you never listen to me. Yeah. In one ear, out the other, it's like. Okay, so... And it started as that, yeah. but now
1: we, we addressed everything like, like that so much better. I think that's been, to answer your question, I think that's probably the biggest thing.
0: Okay. Do yeah. you have, like, it doesn't have to be a, exactly something that you have said, but do you have an example of, like, okay, this is how one might say it, and this is how we say it now?
1: Um, you're always doing this. Okay, that, so how do
0: you change that?
1: So you pretty much say, hey, I've noticed that you have been doing this. Instead of saying, oh, you've always been doing this, you've been doing this, here's what can happen if you improve doing this for our relationship, and here's why I want you to improve it, and then asking me, does that make sense? Like being on the same page about something. Mm -hmm. So agreeing that there's a problem, being on the same page about it, having an action plan on how we're going to make it better, and what that's going to do for the relationship in the long term.
0: Sounds like you guys are good at mirroring. Mm -hmm. Um, So where it's like, okay, so let me understand you correctly. You're saying that. What makes you upset is when this happens because mm-hmm. of this. Yeah, it's like yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like okay, mm-hmm. so it sounds like you guys are really good at that too. Yeah, that's good. So it's been good, good. Man. So I yeah I went there and
1: we hung out on Saturday night. We actually went bowling.
0: Dude, I I saw <laughs> I saw the repost of you backwards. That going, was good, wasn't it? Going backwards. Yeah, that, I did it two
1: that, times that. in a row. What? Two strikes in a row. Wow.
0: Backwards through mm-hmm. the legs.
1: I was bowling better like that, than I was. It, really like you different.
0: had good good speed on that ball too, going yeah. backwards, and it was straight straight as an arrow. Weight room baby.
1: <laughs> no, it was fun though. I haven't been in a while. I like I mean, that's it's, it's go, all that
0: reaching through my legs.
1: Yeah, it's just another like. I think it's fun to go. I mean, you gotta freshen things up with what you do. Like instead of just going to a bar and grabbing drinks, that's nice. Like going to different bars is cool, but that's nice like when you don't know the person. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I like mixing in stuff, like like bowling and stuff. So yeah. It was cool. Good deal, man. Yeah. Good weekend. Good. Good to um, hear. Yeah. So, and, and I'm just, I want to, tra- now that we started with real life experience, yeah. I want to talk about something that, <clears throat> I mean, that was real life experience, what we just talked about, but something that I have written out here. Um, so I posted this on my LinkedIn. It was an article Uh, and it's the secret to winning with people lies in this concept, this 23 word sentence. I'm going to read the sentence. It's all the people you meet, no matter how happy that they appear on the outside are dealing with serious challenges in their lives. And it was kind of crazy how I read that and there is this account that I've been working on. It's I'm not going to release any of the information about it. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to talk about the person I've been dealing with there. So she's the decision maker. Um, and I walked into her business and met her briefly and she was, she was nice. She, she, she was very organized. She had, it seems like she had everything organized, everything good. She lived a happy life. Cause that was the first time I met her service mm-hmm. level. We had a conversation, told her I'd provide her a quote, set a meeting for next week. So I, I did that. And then I read this article and it forced me to, to carry the conversation deeper with people who I'm meeting with in my job instead of, because once I read this article, I realized when I go back and meet with her for the second time, I, I want to get to know her a little bit better and, and ask her like more questions about her personal life and more questions about stuff that's outside the business, things that actually matter. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you here in a second why, why things just put things into perspective for me. But it turns out this lady who was seemed really happy on the outside, her husband died a year ago. Her mom died six months ago. And her daughter is very ill right now. Good grief. And, like, it just put things into perspective for me. Like, how many businesses have I walked into where I'm going in there to to sell someone my product, but I, like, haven't really, like, really, really known them? Like, I, I, I talk about them at the service level. I talk about things that are going on. But, like, when you reach that point with someone where someone shares something like that with you that they're struggling with, like, you create – an even deeper bond with them than what you would if they were just talking about even stuff that are related outside of work. And it just, it just put things like in a crazy perspective. I almost teared up when I was talking to her just cause like Jeez. I'm sitting in here, like selling you like a linen program like towels <laughs> and you have this going on. Like if I could have right now, I would have just quit my job so that she can have her, her family back. Like yeah. just to, I mean, I wouldn't do that, but. It just, it, it made me like, I was like, damn, like, yeah. just perspective on
0: things. Well, that's like, you know, we've talked about <laughs> even smiling at people you walk past. Mm-hmm. Those people have likes and dislikes, you know, a love or a loss, you know. They have, they don't have the exact same story we do, but they have the same stuff going on. Mm-hmm. They have stuff. Yeah. We all got stuff. Right. It's never gonna go away. That basket's never empty either. Mm-hmm. But that—that's a—that's a good connection, and that's also that speaks to how comfortable she feels around you. Mm-hmm. You know, she's not gonna. Well, I wouldn't think so based on what I've heard, but it's unlikely she's gonna tell a rep from Cintas that kind kind of thing. Yeah, right. Because Cintas makes rugs, not mats.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but that's also uh, speaking to your mm-hmm. approach. Mm-hmm. Like you had a comfortable approach with with this lady to where she was like, okay, what's this salesman going to say? And then when she gets to know you a little bit, it's like, oh, this is a little different. Mm-hmm. And then you got to know her and you're like, whoa, this is way different. We're on a different playing field right now. Like Right. This isn't just selling product anymore. Like, she's buying me for me. Yeah, she's
1: confiding in me. She's yeah. letting her emotions out to me. And it all started because I asked her this question. I was like, Is there anything that you're looking forward to this weekend? I try to ask something that's like completely outside of work that, or I'd be like, I, I, can, I can tell you're like happy here, but like, is there something like, like, How, how are things outside of work? That's another question you can ask. But when mm-hmm. I asked her, I was like, Is there anything you're looking forward to this week? She's like, No. Cause I got to go, I'm going to go take care of my daughter who's who's sick, which I want to be there for her, but Gosh. I'm, I mean, I'm not obviously not looking forward to it and that's where I learned everything else. But yeah, it's just crazy, man. Like it, it goes back to what we've always talked about on the show, like going beneath the service level and we have like everything that we want to accomplish in our life and, and it's good to go after that. Like you, you're, you are priority number one, but it's okay to just sit back and slow down and just
0: listen to someone. Mm-hmm once in a while so and it's like even that little bit probably made her feel a little bit better that someone else just kind of knew that she just had stuff going on
1: yeah and even though like i won't fully be able to understand what she's going through just to let her know that i'm there for her and i i I understand her like what she's saying to me and like i i can correlate my emotions with her i can i can come down to her level and just understand her from a surface level but to know that i'm here to listen to anything she has to say
0: I mean y'all got way deeper than surface yeah man it's crazy you're you're halfway into the onion Mm -hmm. so but that's that's cool though and that doesn't surprise me that that she would trust you with with that kind of information yeah Um, or just straight up on on a first meet like yeah no I got this going on Mm -hmm. so that's
1: you said it there trust like and that's that article said that's the secret of winning with people like once you establish that trust that emotional connection you talk about stuff that sometimes people just want to like be heard and, 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 and tell people and, and hug someone mm-hmm. in a while I was uh, <laughs> there's this dude on you uh, on Instagram called Gerald Houston and he's a prankster, he goes to malls stores and he pretends like he knows people and he just hugs them, he'd be like oh sister Jean from church, it'll just be some like random lady and oh, he'll like hug funny. her and it's just like he has a camera on his head so you yeah. can see all these people's reactions that he does it to and he hugged this lady. He acted like she, uh she was his Spanish teacher from high school. Like, oh, um, Mrs. Rodriguez, I had you for Spanish. And he hugged her, and most people are like pushing him off. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't I don't know you, whatever. Okay, like, hey, r- wrong person. But this lady literally like kept hugging him and she like she like held his arm and she's like, Honey, I'm not your Spanish teacher, but I really, really needed that hug.
0: Whoa. So
1: that that, that like It's just crazy. Like, some people just need a hug. Some people just need to. Like, you never know who's going to open up to you like that. We should
0: do a fun experiment with that. Like, this summer. We get our GoPro and we just wear shirts. Mm -hmm. Free hugs. Free hugs. (laughs) And then dot, dot, dot. But seriously. (laughs) For real. Or, like, if you need a hug, let us know. Yeah. I don't know. And just see. People take pictures, people make fun, people talk hey, shit, whatever. yeah, whatever. But because you said that, that would be interesting, I think, just to see what happens. Yeah. To see if someone's like, yo, yeah, I'm not playing. Can I, like, can you give me a hug? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That'd be interesting. Yeah. So, but that, that's cool, man. That's, that's fun to hear how, how you're able to present yourself, even though it's a sales role work was set aside because she just she had to tell you Mm -hmm. brought
1: things into perspective
0: yeah yeah that's big so no matter what you sell she's going to trust you with it Mm -hmm. i wouldn't be surprised if you get that account
1: yeah we'll find out here soon
0: yeah hope so yeah another follow-up that's right another follow-up um Man, you always give me the business on some sad stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that, one was, that one was tough. Yeah, that was, that was a toughie, man. Um, what you got some, for some current events? What's going on in the world?
1: Yeah, so I want to talk about McDonald's. Props to McDonald's on this one. They took a risk and it paid off. Have you heard that they – like you know how McDonald's, they've always done frozen burgers for their burgers – like that's how they mm-hmm. they get frozen burgers. Yeah. The last year they've they switched to fresh beef. I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. So they pretty they pretty much changed to fresh beef, and sales have gone up thirty percent in the last year. Whoa! Just because they went to fresh beef, and it was a huge risk for the company because um, first of all, they, the reason they made this change is customers were complaining about transparency behind the burgers which makes sense yep. we're all wondering that. Yep. We're all wondering where freaking Taco Bell gets their taco meat from. People are like, oh, it's dog meat. But, yeah, it comes from that. Like the reason why McDonald's made this change is they want to be more transparent. They wanted to tell them, hey, like this is fresh beef, whatever. Um, and it was a huge risk to the company because su- their suppliers needed new packaging equipment. Their suppliers needed more refrigerators. Distribution trucks needed new technology to keep their trucks a certain temperature when they're trans the fresh beef mm-hmm. uh, the different franchises had to increase cost to put new refrigerators in and different types of refrigerators in because when McDonald's announced this they, they got pushback from, from franchises because they it was upstarting upstart cost uh, so the franchise weren't behind it and the, co- and the company had to kind of go against that huge risk huge upfront investment and then sales are up 30% over the last 12 months month, month over month there you go
0: so Here's the thing I want to
1: get your opinion on it
0: Yeah My first question What's in the rest of your food? <laughs> um, is this something where Are they going to try to be like Tyson And eventually have You know Meatless meat
1: mm-hmm. They
0: do have a vegan option toward, in Europe
1: plant-based. They, That they have released in Europe okay. They haven't even made any announcement About doing that in the US yet
0: But Imagine if they add a gluten free bun just doing that. Mm-hmm. A gluten-free bun. Yeah. Sweet potato fries. I was thinking that too. Get them crinkle cuts. Boy! I've
1: got some uh, some sweet potato tater tots I'm going to be making. Oh.
0: oh. Um, <laughs> you know, or, or what, if, what if their salads aren't five times as expensive as their, well, I guess now it's a real burger. But what mm-hmm. if their healthy options are a little cheaper? Yeah. Margin might be smaller. Mm-hmm. But if you're still making money, you're still making money. Make it more readily available. How about we make America healthy again? How does that sound? Yeah. All Baja. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny.
1: New hats coming out. New hats. Um, but, you know, I mean, good, good on them for making yeah. the, the change. Huge risk, too yeah because I like the the risk part yeah they saw a change step one I mean baby steps they're, they have a lot of improvements to make other areas obviously like you said mm-hmm. uh, they did go to cage free eggs as well so that's okay. but they're making their steps and I like that I mean you're just seeing this as a common thing for all types of food providers transparency
0: yeah in your, in your food
1: which McDonald's isn't anywhere near where they should be yet but at least they're making
0: steps mm-hmm. so I mean transparency transparency with everything yeah Uh, wins the game. But...
1: Now that we live in the digital age where people can... I mean, you don't need a research and development portion of your company because everything is online. Yeah. But... The more educated people are, the more higher of a standard they're going to hold you as a provider.
0: A lot of lies and omission online, too. True.
1: Everyone's got a platform.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of clips well put together and well cut Mm -hmm. to make it look how you want it to. So that's... That's the other. That's the the scary part about it too. This technology can make anything look and sound like whatever you want it to. Yeah. Because 20 years ago, there were probably 30
1: entities that were trusted. Now there's 300 million because mm-hmm. everyone has yeah. say whatever the fuck they want.
0: Yeah. Yep. Um. But no, that's that's pretty interesting. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. But I do like that they're switching to you know real organic beef. You know. Real burgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so well, yeah. I mean,
1: when they see Burger King offering the Impossible Burger, they are yeah. they're already stepping. Like McDonald's, is like fuck, we gotta we gotta yeah. step our game
0: up. Yeah, man, Burger King is they're doing some things. I'd be mm-hmm. interested to see what their sales are like. Yeah, since then, or maybe too early to tell still. Yeah, I don't know when they released that.
1: That's a good question. But
0: yeah. I, I I would like to see what the numbers. Say in terms of that, Mm -hmm. because if just switching to a real burger ups you thirty percent for someone like McDonald's, I want to know: Are there enough people that will go to Burger King for that beyond meat too? I'd be interested to see what how they've been doing sales wise.
1: When was the last time you ate McDonald's?
0: A burger from McDonald's. A burger from McDonald's.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've had one since they made this change. That's for damn sure. I've eaten there a couple of times. But I don't think I've eaten a burger there. I'd be wondering if, like, you can, like, if you're a regular McDonald's goer, if you can actually taste the difference.
0: I think the last time I was at McDonald's, let me think about this for a second. <laughs> it's
1: been a while, it looks like. <laughs>
0: um. Oof. That'd have to be at least seven, eight months, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it was a McGriddle. <laughs> Sausage egg McGriddle, no cheese. We'll say, you know, when when I do ever have that, a McGriddle just always sounds so good. Get the syrup drops in, in the the muffin. Oh gosh. My healthy ass is just mmm okay for a McGriddle, like once a year. <laughs> It's like Slager's gonna give that McDonald sign a
1: little double take on his way home tonight. he's,
0: got, he's dreaming. If it's lucky, <laughs> that will get a double take. If these just piercing, beautiful eyes look at it twice. <laughs> uh, but no, interested to see if that trend keeps going up. Mm-hmm. Because thirty percent's a big jump. Yeah. So
1: interesting. Almost makes you want to try one. I'll
0: <laughs> oh, take that back. You talk about me double taking. But, yeah. You're just gonna look once and drive right on in, baby. <laughs> uh, but interesting, I like that though. Um, I uh, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about. So we had a post about Microsoft being worried about the happiness level of its employees, and I was like, "Well, it's about time." Not against Microsoft, against big companies caring about their happiness of the happiness of their employees. And so Microsoft was doing. Um, work life balance surveys and in their word in the words from the article they were quote unquote disastrously low. And come to find out the and this was in the I should preface in the divisions of Surface and Xbox. So the Surface and Xbox divisions they were doing this. Found out that they were the managers in those were having on average twenty seven hours of meetings a week. With oh 10, my god. Right. With ten to twenty employees per meeting. Per meeting. Twenty seven hours a week. Say you're there say you're doing forty hours a week. Thirteen hours to do your work, what you need to get done, your reports, your deadlines, your projects, your this, your that. You have thirteen hours. That's so ridiculous. People w- were logging. Late nights they were logging weekends and so now They told the managers like okay You can't do that and you need to really watch how many people are going to these meetings Like you need the essential people there and that is it Mm -hmm. and now they're having people log All right How much are you doing after hours when you're supposed to be gone or if you're at home late at night? how much are you doing on the weekends like they want people to monitor their emails on the weekends how much do you have to send and do this and that because they need to know how much concentrated work is being passed on because of meetings and there's probably people out there cringing probably sitting in your cube or in your office at, at the big company you work at like man the meeting i just got out of was pointless as can be like i did not need to be there and i it just made me want to do my job even more Mm-hmm. Maybe you like what you do. Maybe you're not that big a fan, but it, that meeting was so terrible you just wanted to get back to your desk and go back to work. Bro, it's an epidemic. Not only at Microsoft, but everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and it's great.
1: I'm sure it's worse in other departments too. Oh, gotta be.
0: Yeah. 100%. Like there's probably certain departments that are worse than 27. It's probably Yeah. More. And it's like no matter where you mm-hmm. go, no matter what company, that's going to happen. It's a big company mm-hmm. thing. You lose quality. Mm-hmm. And people that should not be in charge of anyone in their life End up being in charge of a whole division of people, and then then you think you're doing what needs to be done, and and you're driving unhappiness. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm really you know proud proud of Microsoft and good on them for looking at this. First off, doing such a survey. How many companies don't even do a work life balance survey at all? Mm-hmm. They don't care. I've worked for plenty of people. They didn't care about your work life balance i i worked for someone where our day off was sunday what did he basil uh but yeah i saw the scariest i saw that and i was like this is this is huge and we've talked before that over in the uk they are worried about mental health more so in certain companies and and they're trying to push like they're trying to enact things i forget if there was legislation they were trying to look at but to actually have more concern for mental health within workplaces it's about time we get on board
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so uh yeah that one caught my eye and, and i was just interested that big companies are are caring about that but i don't know if you had thoughts on what else needs to happen like a big company is a big company that's to a lot of people that might be higher up, that might be a small thing in their mind.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I, th- I think, yeah, the first thing is maximize
1: your time as much as you can at work so that you don't have to do work on the weekend
0: right. like that. Like, I think that's the first problem to solve right there. But if your boss is having you in 27 hours in meetings
1: a week. Mm-hmm. I, and I think just being more flexible about the work environment too. Like where where employees can work. I'd be more flexible about letting employees work from home, too.
0: Yeah. Because,
1: I mean, at J&J, like, I was required to be in the office every day. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, yeah, I can get through that.
0: But some people wouldn't fare as well off with that. How much happier would you have been if you were able to work from home every Friday? So much happier.
1: Or it doesn't have to be every Friday, one day a week. Like give me one day a week yeah, where I can work where I, like if I want to work from home on Monday this week or Wednesday this week or yeah, Friday fa- this week. Fair enough,
0: yeah. Like one day a week work from home. Yeah. Like if you don't see the results then you know what changed. Mhm. Okay, then you fix that.
1: There's a reason why there's more remote work from home jobs on average now than there were 5 years ago. Yeah. It's because things like that like studies are coming up to show hey, like this this contributes to productivity. And for those managers out there that want to solve what Slager was just talking about as well. There's a book called Death by Meeting by Patrick Lencioni. Our <laughs> vice president of sales at Wildman is reading it right now. Oh, that's, nice. a, that's the only reason I know about nice. it. So for managers out there, I think it's a good book. Yeah, and like, I, I got to pick his brain to see what he what he says from it. and
0: Maybe I could bring it to this podcast. Yeah, I'd be interested to see his thoughts. Mm-hmm. But like also, what's the goal of that meeting? 27 hours in a week, your meetings are not that efficient and productive then. If you have 27 hours of meetings. hmm you're not getting anything done except talking about it. We had meetings like when I was in
1: finance, we had meetings to talk about the meetings that we're gonna have during close week. <laughs> like really? <laughs> that's something you can send out an email like, hey, these are when the meetings are we we don't need a yeah, we don't need a kickoff meeting that's gonna show us when the meetings are <laughs> yeah, No kidding. Good grief.
0: That's just for the sake of saying, Oh no, I got a meeting. Oh, yeah. no, I got a meeting I got to get to. Sorry.
1: Let's connect offline for 30 minutes. That was my favorite one. When, when, like, there would be a meeting with, like... Which is, so, let's connect
0: offline. Yeah, like, the there would be, be a
1: meeting with, like, 10 people, and then three other people would schedule a meeting for later while in the current meeting. I'm like,
0: damn!
1: Let's breathe! <laughs> like, do you all have no idea what to do? Uh, Bottom line is, make sure you're... Your meeting. What's the goal? Are productive and maximizing the most out of your time. Get in, get out. Call it a day. Let people go back to work. Meetings are important to a degree, but make sure they're worthwhile. They're and, not wasting people's time and cutting in other people's happiness and productivity. And,
0: and like you said, if it can be said in an email, send an email. Yes. If it if it needs a response, you can do that. Yeah. It's 21st century. You can request a response. Yes. So... We digress. Yeah. You want to have a meeting after this? To talk about... Uh, <laughs> you want to schedule some meetings?
1: Post-episode podcast meeting?
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> that's funny. All right, man. What kind of kind of book talk you got?
1: Yeah, I just want to end on... I uh, only have one. Uh, emotional Intelligence 2.0. Ooh, uh, yes,
0: let's go. They talk
1: about strategies to increase social awareness... And they gave like a bunch of them, but two of them I want to highlight is greet people by name. Ooh, yes, and they say when you talk to someone, you should say a person's name at least twice in the conversation.
0: Okay, I do three, but yeah, I like twice. Yeah,
1: depending on how long you talk to them for. Yeah, I guess yeah, two or more, three. Use that keeps the person engaged. Like I did it. I did it today with a, a, a decision maker. I was sometimes when when I telemarket, I'll call people on the phone. And even, I won't schedule a meeting, but I'll tell them, hey, I'm going to be in your area next week at this time. Is it cool if I stop in, shake your hand, just leave off my card? And yeah. I had one of those type of, like, quick meetings today, 10 minutes. I talked with the dude in the lobby. And, like, when I said his name, like, 10 minutes in the conversation, you can just tell, like, they you have their full attention. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good thing. And then uh, talk about going on a 15-minute tour and people watch for 10 minutes and pick up on social cues. Like – Notice things that you wouldn't notice on a typical day as you're just passing through a public setting. And I've talked about a little bit before, but really look at how people interact with each other and try to infer, like sometimes you can really do it if you watch closely. You can tell what people are talking about by looking at their body language or the type of conversation they're talking about, like the mood of their conversation. Mm -hmm. You can definitely tell. And I'm going to throw down a challenge for our listeners right now. Ooh, throw it down. If you send us at least one thing that you picked up on while well, people watching from a body language perspective and you DM us, DM us, we will give you a free laptop sticker Ooh. and a shout out on
0: shout out on the show. So, hey, we didn't discuss this. Can we have a meeting about that after?
1: <laughs> let's let's pool our submissions and have a meeting about hey, it. Hey, Tim,
0: can we can we table that one till after for our, <laughs> our post podcast meeting? Thanks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I'd also want to know where you were and what you saw.
1: Like, yep. I want to know where you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show get, so, give so us not, all details. So you're not
0: making up anything. Like just a few bullet points. Just right. like, hey, this is where I was at. I saw this. I usually don't notice these things. Right.
1: I want the full demographic profile of the person, the clothes they were wearing. No, I'm just kidding.
0: You need to earn the free laptop sticker.
1: Yeah. Facts. New shipment just came
0: in. No, I like that. But back to the, the name thing. Um saying that saying their name twice also helps you to remember it. Mm-hmm. The more you say that, I mean, you don't want to be weird about it, but it helps you remember. That's why I try to do two or three, just because it. I want to make sure I don't forget. Mm-hmm. But uh, on a, on another note, and this is something that oh, when when we dropped Murdoch's episode, but him and I had talked briefly. I think I think it might have been off air for a hot sec. Was nothing sounds better to someone than the sound of their own name if I say hey man what's going on or hey Tim what's going on like the sound of your name Mm -hmm. it's it's way different that's why I'm big on and we've talked about it on the show but I'm big on making sure I always know the name of my waiter or waitress Mm -hmm. or even it's uh, you know someone checking me out at at like a grocery store. You know, the cashier. Look at the name tag. she will say, all right, you have a good day. All right. Thanks, Pam. You too. That's why the name tag is there.
1: Bro, there was a, a waiter at Corner Pocket Bar in Fort Wayne that remembered our names.
0: Whoa. And were
1: calling us by, their, by our names. First time that I can remember that someone's been able to do that. Yeah. I was impressed. That like, is flip impressive. it like we talk about doing R to the to the waiter.
0: Yeah, this
1: dude remembered all of our names. I was pretty impressed.
0: So when uh, that reminds me, of when I was a valet back in the day, uh there was one guy I remember. He was in I think it was a, a either Catholics or a Christian conference, um, here in Indy, and we uh, another bellman and I who I'd made friends with. Uh, we got some high remarks in one of our hotel reports that usually we might not see, just because it's you know silly meetings and reports. But it, it made note of this one guy had uh, something to say about like you know, these guys like remembered who I was. I was there for a few days. Like I mean, I talk to and see a lot of people in hotels, mm-hmm. but it's just like you know when something someone sticks out and you remember that it's like whoa, like remember my name. Like you made me feel like, like you knew me. That's that's exactly what that bartender did. It's like, yeah, you know my name. We're on a first name basis, cause light them up. Yeah, uh, feel
1: important. You feel like they're gonna give the effort to serve you well and be there yeah, for you. It's like because they know your name.
0: Hey, yeah, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna do the double burger and then a side of fries and this. All right, thanks. We're like, hey, you know what, Christy. Uh, I think I'm gonna try this burger. What? What's about that? Like, yeah, oh yeah like uh, they're a person too. Uh, t- say their name. The people you're sitting at the table with, you call them by name, right? Mm-hmm. That waiter or waitress, that's just their job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe it's full time. Maybe it's part time. Maybe it's just short term. Yeah. You know, that's 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 their job. Yeah. We all have a job. Mm-hmm. That's just what they do. You know Why why, why not say their name?
1: Right. Pet peeve, though, I can't stand when a waiter or waitress tries to remember your order and not write it down. See, pet peeve, because it's cool if they get your order right, but the first time they don't get your order right because they didn't write it down,
0: mm -hmm. then it's like,
1: swear it off. Like, you're not impressed. You're not impressing me. Like, you're you're not good. It would impress me more if you remember my name,
0: not my order. Right. But those restaurants that you go to, you know. When they show up and they don't have anything out, and you have change of this, this, like, all right, all right, anything to drink? You need another refill on that, and they'll say your drink order too. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Those people though, they get a real good tip.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, if if they deliver on but it, but de- like- those are
0: those are like. And not that I go to these places often, I don't belong. Uh, like higher end restaurants, so mm-hmm. where like it is a, a finer dining, higher scale, like you know, in a city, a nice, nice something, to where it's like they show up, uh, you know, and they're just they listen to you, they look at you, okay, all right, and you, that gets me, man. Mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, yeah, that's cool. But you know, they've been doing it for a while. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I think the name is just super important. And again, why not use it? It's there. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: But just the small times that you do use it, like I said, checking out a grocery store. They got a name tag for a reason. Mm -hmm. If they didn't want to be called by their actual name, they wouldn't have it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things that's awkward until it's habit. Just make it a regular thing. Mm-hmm. Now I I never sit down anywhere to eat or or I mean if it's a slower night and I go get a drink with someone and I know the bartender's name too like I, I want to know because like if you want their attention are they going to respond better like, Hey um hey Carrie can when you get a sec would you mind just if I can get another one of these please or or would they rather see you snap at them or wave your hand at them you know, make it. get over here <laughs> you there so yeah i'm glad you brought that up and i, I knew it was going to be good once you said uh, what book it was from so yeah good stuff i uh I wanted to get gary veed again this week so uh, this is from a chapter it was titled keep it real dot 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 very real and we we talk about being authentic and and being ourselves and so that's why we talk about the good stuff the hard stuff the bad stuff the in-between and he talks about your dna dictates dictates your passion sorry brain to mouth today Uh, so whatever it is you were born to do being authentic and being perceived as such by your audience relies on your ability to ensure that every decision you make when it comes to your business is rooted in being true to yourself to d yeah so it's like <clears throat> people are gonna hear right through the the garbage they're gonna see right through it if if you're trying to front it, it's just eventually they're gonna they're gonna see the the bull you know and, and it's it's easy to hide if it doesn't exist mm-hmm. so why would you lie to yourself if you deep down know like You're like, man, I really know I'm not supposed to be doing this, but it is what it is. No, it's not. If it's that way, it's because you're allowing it to be. So, you know, your DNA dictates your passion. You are who you are, you're wired the way you're wired. You made the mistakes that you're going to make because that was in your DNA. It's not always explainable, but like, that's going to drive your passion. I don't know. I just I I had a feeling I needed to, to heal people. So it, why do
1: you think people divert from that? Why do you think people try to pretend like someone they're not for their audience?
0: Do you, uh do you mean for that in terms of, you know, say someone on social media trying to be all this on a pedestal or someone living in a job that they hate? I just uh, want to understand context. Uh
1: too. I guess both.
0: Okay. I was initially going
1: for like if you're building a brand, building a business and portraying that to your your customers but that the other part is it's a good facet to look at as well okay
0: so if you're trying to build a brand that you're not really behind um so you're asking why would you do that
1: no like what like why do you think people aren't themselves like why aren't people authentic on, on online when they're trying to build a brand like why do people try to to, to
0: fake it acceptance Mm-hmm. i think it's acceptance uh i mean i can
1: they, they mold their audience they mold themselves to accompany their audience rather than being themselves and letting their audience mold to them and attach on
0: yeah or, or not even mold but having the right audience find them mm-hmm. so you know i don't want anyone to mold to what we talk about unless they really believe in what we're saying and like oh whoa yeah i resonate with that like that makes sense I never thought about that that way but I will now I think that's different than like you know us trying to spit this or that for the sake of more attraction
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're gonna get more traction by just being more of what we really are yeah. so you know I think it's acceptance let's go a little bit deeper that's gonna be driven by insecurity like rule of thumb it's gonna be insecurity driven yeah so what what are you not feeling okay with in your life where you need to be accepted in this area. If it's business, okay. It might work for a while. It's not going to last. It's, it just won't. Because you're you're not in love with it. It's not your DNA. It's not your passion. You're gonna you're gonna soon hate it. Or you're gonna try to make enough money to hire someone else to do it and really not do much with it. Um now staying like not following your, your true self a DNA passion in in a job that you don't like comfortability
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so so someone be like yeah yeah you two kids can talk about this and that taking this risk and uh you know take pay cut trying to go do what you want to do but you don't have a kid you don't have a mortgage you don't have this and that you're right no i don't um but that's at a point where if you have all those things okay you're still pretty wealthy and I think all those people would still support that move. If not, that's a different conversation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That, and that's where we talk about risk. We're talking about taking risks and just making the jump. Where, okay, yeah, you might have to set some things up in order to be better off taking that jump. But you got to go. Um, we When we talked to my mom, she was kind of pushed out of Walgreens. She wanted to make the jump. Like, her DNA wasn't there. That wasn't her passion. And she was there for 30 years uh, before she finally realized, like, yeah, it's it's really, it's it's not it. And finally, it was the last push that wasn't on, on her doing that kind of pushed her. It's like, all right, that's it. And uh, so that was kind of a little aid, but I don't know. I I think if, you know, People want to stay comfortable, fine, but you're never going to be happy. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I see a lot of comfortable people in in every day or, or past past jobs. Like past jobs, I saw people who were comfortable and they were miserable every day. Now, maybe you're comfortable. You got a great family life. You got everything. You're like, yeah, I'm comfortable here. You know, I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. Like, okay. And maybe you maybe you last that way. Okay great. I can't. That's not my DNA. So I think it's, you know, an acceptance thing, an insecurity thing, a comfortability thing. Like, right? those are the just three big hitters. You know, not everyone's going to accept what we say and how we say it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't care. Because if you don't accept what, what I believe and think, that's fine. That's just what I believe and think. I'm not trying to force you to do it. But I probably don't believe and think the same thing you do then either. That's fine. Why should you care if I think the same thing you do yeah you're not going to make less money because of it not going to die because of it not going to go get sick because of it yeah not going to be offended well maybe i don't know but yeah i think that's behind it so and you know he'd also talked about investing in the port in the important stuff figure out what's really important and invest in that stuff Mm -hmm. So keep it real. Keep it yeah. very, very real. <clears throat> yeah. I like that. I like to think that that we try our best to always do that too. Mm-hmm. So, even when it's hard. Yeah. But whew. that's that's a mic dropper. I mean, I feel like I hog some mic today. Oh, you're good, <laughs> man. I, I think I think we spread it out pretty good. I, I really like that episode, though. Yeah, I was a big fan of everything we hit on.
1: Mm-hmm. It's Tuesday, people. Kill it.
0: Yeah, let's have ourselves a motherfucking Tuesday. Let's win. All right. Everyone, uh, as always, we are so thankful and appreciative of you lending us your time, which we know is valuable. You do not get that back. Lending us your ear and taking a chance to listen to our authenticity and our DNA. Um, If you're really liking the show, uh, you have some good value getting out of it, please head over to iTunes, Tim Swears. It only takes you 30 seconds. Leave a five-star rating and review. And, and if there's other topics or people that you think would, would fit well on the show, drop those too. We're always open to, to talking about some new things that even if we're, we don't know much about, we'll do the homework. We'll bring it up. We'll shout you out. Be like, hey, so-and-so said, let's talk about this. Let's do it. Uh, DM us on Instagram after you do. And uh, just let us know who you are. Send us a good mailing address. We'll send you a free laptop sticker. Um, Tim, anything else? Make sure you get your body language watching in
1: and let us know. Oh, yeah. You also get a laptop sticker for that.
0: Multiple opportunities for a free laptop sticker. Mm-hmm. And Go really
1: with. really find out how people are feeling outside of their job and how you know them on a day-to-day basis. That's right. what I want to leave you with. So.
0: Everyone's got the stuff.
1: Yes, sir. All right. Episode 62. Enjoy it. <laughs>